The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University, Inverarian District, and many, many more playing G1 products. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Big Rab Show podcast. Um, this week, uh, our topic of the week, actually, uh, well, you may have guessed it already by the title of this week's episode, Knowing When to Quit. Um, you may have clicked on this week's episode thinking to yourself, oh God, this could be the end of the Big Rab Show and the Rab Show podcast and all that stuff. What's going on? Well, I'm very happy to tell you that, no, we're not quitting. Yeah! That's it. We're, what? Come on. Do you really think we were going to pull the plug? <laughs> no, sir. No, another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world and we have absolutely no notion at all. Of quitting, yeah. Oh, 2020 is going to be an insane season, man, and I can't wait for it. So, for those of you who've clicked on this week's episode thinking, <clears throat> Rab's going to pull the plug here. What's going on? I'm sorry to disappoint, but we ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if that's a clickbaity title or what it is, but it is genuinely a topic of the week that we wanted to talk about. It was suggested to us by one of our Patreon listeners, so thank you to everyone there on Patreon! You guys are awesome. Uh, so I need to say a shout out to our Patreon faithful, by the way. You guys are awesome at the moment. Y- yeah, everything that's going on on our Patreon page at the moment is simply outstanding. We've actually uploaded, well, last week you guys just managed to hear all those amazing interviews we got from Winterstorm. Again, thank you to Michael Eagle of Rhythm Monster. And all those incredible interviews are now up there now in full without any edits up on our Patreon page, as well as some exclusives that didn't make it to last week's podcast. So, hmm, if you'd like to, go and check those out. Then head along to Patreon. Plus, this week, this past week even, we dropped an episode of Big Rap Show Plus. Yeah, Big Rap Show Plus is there for the month of January, even though it's now February. <laughs> so, yeah, for Patreon-only subscribers, you can get Rap Show Plus up there as well. You can hear what we're chatting about back there. <laughs> yeah, so if you do want to help support the show, you can do. Head along to our Patreon page, and every click of support will really help us produce some of the best piping and drumming content possible. And we've got some big plans. We keep saying this, but 2020 is going to be an incredibly busy year for ourselves in the Big Rab Show. We've got a lot of stuff coming your way, especially heading into what we now know is affectionately here in the UK as concert season. We're in the thick of it right now. Concerts have been flying around. What we just talked about last week, Boghall and Bathgate were part of Celtic Connections. And uh, yeah, we've got more concerts to talk about in this week's episode. So, hmm, 
tons to get through. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I have to say, actually, the reaction to last week's episode was really quite positive. Thank you to everyone out there who enjoyed all the interviews and such. And also, uh, ones who enjoyed the update about uh, my piping and my Uyghur learning how to pipe as well. A lot of people seem to be genuinely interested in me and my plan for some reason. Um the same thing happened whenever I was learning scores to go and play with the guys at North Texas. So, hey, I don't know. Andrew Shilladay, shout out to Andrew. He reckons he can get me on a set of pipes and competing by the end of this competitive year. So he reckons he could see me in the circle with a set of pipes. Uh, I don't know. I wish him well. Um, but uh, essentially, I'm a drummer trying to learn how to pipe. So it's quite difficult. Although Andrew so far has been successful. So... Good luck, Andrew. <laughs> he has said that it's his, uh, you know, challenge for the year. So just to prove it, I've got my chanter here in front of me. Where is it? Aye. So it still makes noise. I did put fresh batteries in it. So I am learning, folks. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Anyway, so whether I'll hit the competitive field, Andrew Shulley seems to think, yes, I will. I don't know. I remain skeptical. Uh, but wouldn't that be class? Yeah. Hitting the competitive field with a set of pipes. Man, I wouldn't know which way is up. That'd be all sorts of interesting. How do you put a set of bagpipes on a drum harness anyway? <laughs> anyway. Okay, let's fly on. Let's get this show started good and proper with all the usual ports of call of how you can support the show. We've already mentioned our Patreon page, which is where it's all happening at the moment. You really do need to go and check out Patreon uh, because you're really missing a trick. Tons of exclusive stuff back there from last year, last season, all that stuff. But now we're into 2020. We've got already a slew of exclusive stuff for Patreon-only subs. So, yeah, do consider going over there and clicking that button. Now, a lot of you guys actually ordered some Rab Show merch before our store closed on the 31st. So, thank you to everyone for heeding our warning. Because the store is now closed. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Big Rab Show is no longer selling merchandise. So if you do want to get your hands on a t-shirt, a hoodie, a towel, and all that stuff, you can't anymore. The shop is closed. It's done. Now, will we be reopening it again? Don't know. We have to remit wait to see. We are kind of working on things behind the scenes. Who knows? We may see some new products hit thebigrabshow.com. But until such time... There's nothing, nada, not a thing. So there you go. You can now no longer buy Big Rab Show merch, even though it may say that at the end of this week's episode uh, and future episodes. <laughs> but you can go along to therabshow.com and all sorts of ways where you can go and support us. Also, don't forget to help out our friends, of course, at the Piper's Dojo. We have a special promotion with them at the moment where you can take 30 days of Dojo Premium Membership, which is normally 30 quid for the month. Um, you can take it for just $1 for 30 days, which is nothing. So, yeah, $1 for 30 days worth of Dojo Premium. That removes all of the paywall. And, uh, yeah, you get to experiment and play about with all of the content there at Piper's Dojo. A full premium thing. All your live lessons, your one-to-ones with some of the biggest in the world, biggest in the piping game. Uh, you, you know, it's... An absolutely amazing service, and to be able to give it for 30 days for $1 is simply brilliant. Thank you, Piper's Drojo. This promotion's brilliant. Uh, so we do know a lot of you actually have taken advantage of this, and we do urge you to please continue to do so while it lasts. We may be pulling this very soon. So, hey, you know, promotional offers like this don't 
come along every day and don't stay around forever. So do take advantage of them when they're still there. So, yeah. Go along. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. Also, don't forget to check out our special promotion code with Rhythm Monster so you can get money off at the checkout when you're signing up. And actually, we got an email about that this week saying, Hey, Rab, <laughs> who's this one? This one from Paul. All right, saying, Hey, Rab, thanks so much for your recommendation to check out the guys at Rhythm Monster. I used your promo code and saved some cash on the side. I am a learner tenor drummer, having just picked up the sticks just last year, and the wealth of content on Rhythm Monster knows no bounds. Many thanks. Looking forward to plenty of monster drumming in 2020. Paul, isn't that lovely? So, yeah, a lot of people taking advantage of our promo code and saving a little bit of money just by listening to the podcast. So that promo code then is... Big Rab Monster at the checkout. Very simple, and you get to save, I think it's up to 10%, I think, on your sign-up, whether you're signing up for a month or a year. So there you go. Well, we're checking out just for listening to the pod. Okay, time to fly on. Let's get into some listener mail. Now, we just heard one there from Paul. So, yeah, we are getting listener mails in a plenty, but keep them coming, folks. We love to hear your listener mail. Uh, a lot of emails coming in actually suggesting possible topics of the week, which is brilliant. Keep them coming uh, because then, yeah, we can do a little bit of research into the topic and, mm, yeah, do a bit of digging and hopefully bring you a fully-fledged topic of the week, well-researched and all the rest, so... That's what it's all about. So email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, we got an email in here from David Colvin. Now, you guys might think to yourselves, oh, that name sounds familiar. And yes, for good reason. I'll go into his email. He says, hello, Rab. Happy New Year. Just catching up on your podcasts. I'm sorry to say I'm way behind being uh, being booked for two fringe festivals on the other side of the world has kept me very busy. Any idea who it might be by this stage? <clears throat> he says, totally agree with you on Scottish Power. They're going to make a big play this year for the big one. Mm, they could do. It could be a possible dark horse, David. Yeah. He also says, I just wanted to keep you up to date with the plays movements. Now, is this ringing any bells with anyone? Yeah, apparently they open at the Fringe World Festival in Perth in Australia on Tuesday the 4th of February. And they run there until the 16th of February. Then they're off to Adelaide, opening on the 2nd of March and running to the 15th of March. So far, does anybody know what the play is now? (laughs) Any clue at all? Any idea? Alright, I'll wait. (laughs) Of course... It's Thunderstruck. Yes, can you not guess already? Yeah, it's the brand new play. Well, it's not hardly brand new now. It's been around for about a year, a couple of years now. Uh, Of course, based on the life and times of the late Gordon Duncan. The tagline is, it's a coming-of-age play about heroes, bravery, and a bin man, which I love that. That's just fantastic. So, yes, David Colvin is over there in sunny Australia at the minute, touring his show and... Man, I cannot be more happy for him. It's just fantastic to see this travelling all the way to Australia. He said, so far the play has risen to every challenge, from piping live, putting it in front of piping folk, and then Celtic Connections, putting it on the big stage, and then the Edinburgh Fringe, where they were competing against the best in theatre in the world that has to offer. Uh, So now they're in Australia where they'll find if the play really can travel to a worldwide audience. 
So, the play itself has won a range of awards from the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, and it's really helped them from moving forward. And they're hoping to make a trip to the island of Ireland in the autumn, where we'll very much hope to see me at the gig. Yeah! Coming to Ireland? Happy days, David. Yeah, I'll be all over that like a rash. You'll have to try and keep me away, boss. He said, if there's anything that you want to know or any other information, just, just ask. Awesome stuff. So, David, thank you so much. And he also says, best wishes for 2020. That's going to be all sorts of awesome. I'm looking forward to that. If that's coming over to Ireland, yeah, you're going to have to try and keep me away from the door, mate. That's oh, fantastic stuff. So, yeah, to see that play Thunderstruck traveling, you know, as far afield as Australia... I'd be dead interested to see how it's going to go down with Australian audiences. I dare say Gordon Duncan isn't as huge an iconic figure as he is here in the UK. You know, clearly you talk about Gordon Duncan to anyone here in the UK who knows anything about music that will know immediately who he is and what his legacy is. He would probably even name you a few tunes that he composed as well. I don't know if the same thing could happen in Australia. Um... But, do you know, it's, it's, I don't know, I hope it's really well received down there and I hope it can travel because this is a story that is well worth telling. So, yes, David, Colvin, thank you so much for your email, mate. Very appreciative of that. And, yeah, if you do have a chance and you're listening down under at the minute and you have an opportunity to go and see it, make the make the effort, go and see this because it launched at Pipe and Live. It came back to Pipe and Live due to high demand. Then it went to Celtic Connections and then it just went... Pfft, Edinburgh Fringe, and now it's around the world. So, yeah, outstanding stuff. Okay, well, I did mention that we're in the thick of concert season. Let's get into some of the concerts that are happening right now. Well, kicking things off at the 8th of February, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland and Decade. As far as I know, most of these tickets are all but gone now. So, yeah, if you want to go and check it out, you can. Go to the edinburghcornexchange.com which is the box office, and you can, yeah, hopefully get your hands on tickets, but we've been promoting this now for a good few weeks. This concert is going to be epic, all right? I've seen a lot of the backstage footage now that's been up on social media, a lot of it we've shared out in the Rab Show. Definitely go and check this out. This gig will be one to catch, all right? So that's the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland and Decades. Mm-hmm. Alright, on to another such gig that I have talked about time and time again. I am talking about Klaus Kelts. Yes, Vision 2020 is hitting the stage. And, yeah, Saturday the 18th of April. <clears throat> now, the reason why I'm plugging it so far ahead is because I'm telling you now to go and grab your tickets. I keep saying this each and every week, but this concert will be insane. You need to grab your tickets for it. Plus, I'm going to be on stage at this one. <laughs> and what's not to love? Yeah, I'll be up there introducing all the acts and uh, sweating and trying my best not to be nervous. Uh, so, yeah, on the night you'll have Highland Dancing, Drum Majors, you'll have Grancha, Ocaran, Tully Lagan, St Mary's Derry Trasna, the hosts themselves, Klaus Kelt, plus the mighty Field Marshal Montgomery. Now, this is pegged as a big pre-season concert, so there's going to be one definitely to get along to. Marketplace Theatre in Armagh on the 18th of April. Grab your tickets now. Okay, <clears throat> in other words, closer to home, we have the Kids with Cancer Charity Night. Yes, I know it's a horrible title for an event, but it's just around the corner. 22nd of February, not too long from now, where some of the biggest names in the piping game will grace the stage all to raise money for the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. These include such names as Stuart Little... 
Chris Armstrong, Stephen McWhorter, Jim Kilpatrick, Gordon Brown. I'm just going to be here dropping names now. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, I think by all accounts, this event is nearly all but sold out, like expected. So, yeah, for more information, you can contact Gary Smith or even ourselves in the Rab Show. We are helping out with the organization of it all. And yeah, hopefully we can get ticket for anyone who has left behind and hasn't got one yet. But it's nearly all but done at this stage. It's nearly all sold out. So we did warn you already. You should have got tickets for it. Anyway, I have to give a shout out to uh, the Preston Lodge Pipe Band. Preston Lodge High School Pipe Band, actually, sorry. They had their concert just yesterday when I'm recording this. And it was an absolutely packed house. The whole event was sold out. Now, Preston Lodge High School actually managed to live stream portions of this concert, including the drum salute, plus some original brand new tunes by their pipe major. It's simply brilliant. Seeing these kids and, you know, some of the novice band mixing with the... Ah, it's just fantastic to hear where Preston Lodge is right now in their standard of playing. It's simply outstanding. So congratulations to everyone there at Preston Lodge High School. A exceedingly brilliant concert was had by all, I think. And we've actually got some reviews from listeners who went to the show and said that they were... Absolutely astounded at the standard of playing. That it was just simply brilliant. And we are seeing promising things from Preston Lodge. We reckon 2020 will be a good season for them at all levels. So very interesting stuff. <laughs> all right. Another shout out then to Lockheber. Lockheber Piping Society. They're holding a recital. This will be on Friday the 27th of March and will feature guest pipers such as Gordon McCready. Yes, do you remember that? Gordon McCready, he was a, a, a great MSR winner at the Northern Meeting there in Inverness. And so we also have William Geddes as well. Silver medal winner at the Argyleshire Gallery in Oban. If anyone knows how to handle a set of pipes, it's William. So there you are. If you are interested, contact it. you can contact the Lookaver Piping Society. And tickets are available, I think, from the box office or you can get them from the band or the association, the Piping Society, I mean, sorry. Uh, So, yeah, it's been held in the Moorings Hotel in Fort William and that's the box office. Tickets are 10 quid and it's on the 27th of March and doors open at half seven. There you are. You have all your information if you are interested in going along to that one. Okay. Now, another concert. I know you guys are getting sick of all these concert announcements, but there's so many of them. I have to give a shout to McDonald Memorial Pipe Band. Yeah! Go on to McDonald! Class. This one I'm really looking forward to. It's called Spring Into Summer. And it's what a great title, actually. So, yeah, this is going to be held in Drumore High School on Saturday the 21st of March. Doors open at half seven. So... Who's going to be on stage? Well, number one, top of the pile, I'm going to be on stage. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be on stage at this one. So, yeah, I'll be introducing all the acts, same way I will be doing it for the Klaus Kelt gig. So, yeah, Klaus Kelt's concert, I'll be there on stage. And for this one, for McDonald Memorial, I will also be on stage for this one. Now, featuring on the night will be the Catherine Stewart School of Highland Dancing. We have Leganeni uh, Accordion Band. We have Skeog Flute Band. We have Ravara Pipe Band, including a drum fanfare by the current World 2 Grade Champions. Yeah! Go on, Ravara. Very excited to hear those guys. Plus, we have the hosts themselves, McDonald Memorial, along with their Academy Pipe Band as well. Tickets for this are a tenner and can be got from anyone. 
basically involved with McDonald Memorial Pipe Band. Or indeed, you can contact them via email, mcdonaldmemorialpipeband at gmail.com. Very simple. Tickets are a tenner and well worth getting to. This will be one heck of a night. I'm very excited for this, actually. So there you go, 21st of March. Get that in your calendars. That's going to be one show that you're going to want to get to. All right. I need to fly on because we've so much piping news this week. I don't know, it's been crazy. Shout out to Newton Grange. Newton Grange Pipe Band in Midlothian. They're currently looking for a lead drummer. Now, this is quite worrying, actually. See, when you're starting to appoint new people into high roles, into, you know, it's like, look at Glasgow Polis at the minute. They're looking for a PM. Now, that's quite concerning. But also, here we are, another band is looking for a lead tipper. Their advert says, would you be interested in taking the challenge? We are looking for someone with experience in this role, as it involves teaching and progressing existing players' playing abilities. So if you are interested, just contact Newton Grange Pipe Band via their social media. There you are. So if anyone's interested in taking up the leadership role there in Newton Grange Pipe Band in Midlothian, they're after a lead tipper. So there you are. All right. I have to give... We were talking about Rivara earlier. Two drummers out of Rivara Pipe Band have announced something quite special. Michael and Alison Brown from Rivara Drum Corps are actually heading to New York for St. Patrick's Day. Now, that's awesome so they're going over to new york now this is part because i think they work actually with the northern ireland fire and rescue service so they are bona fide firefighters so i think in the past the fire department from new york have came over to northern ireland to celebrate st patrick's day and whenever they do come over they present a check to the burns unit in belfast city hospital so you know they come over they celebrate st patrick's day they raise some money for charity and they donate it to the burns unit in belfast city hospital well Michael and Allison are doing the trip and they're heading over there to New York and they're wanting to do the same thing. They're wanting to raise a pile of money for charity and obviously donate it to a New York City hospital burns unit. So if you are interested, you can contact Rivara Pipe Band, of course, on you, or even you can contact ourselves here in the Rab Show and we can sort you in the right direction of where to donate and where to, you know, where to help these guys raise some cash for an awesome charity, so why not? Yeah. So I wish these good luck. Two Rivara guys heading over there to yeah, to New York City to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. What's not to love? Okay. More news. That's so much to get through, man. This is ridiculous. Any wonder we didn't get through this stuff on Fuse? <laughs> Fuse FM this week was just kind of relentless. We didn't get any news stories talked about, really. Uh, so I want to talk about some new music. First of all, new music will be released very soon, actually, by the band NOS. That's spelled G-N-O-S-S. For those of you who know the Celtic music and folk music scene, NOS have been around for a long time, and some of their tunes and their music is simply iconic. So I'm a big fan of NOS. Now, they have released a brand new music video, which is brilliant, and it's called Three Shores. It's the opening song from their new album called Drawn from Deep Water, and it's simply epic. You need to go and check it out. If you know Nos at all, trust me, you will not be disappointed. So you go, you can. If anybody's interested, actually, they're going to be touring this new album of theirs, Drawn from Deep Water, through the month of February, up round. I think mostly through Scotland at the moment, and then they're going to be reaching out. So they're going to be to Eyemouth, uh, Coynston, and then Plockton, Banderlock, Kirkcaldy, 
Uh, all these different name places in Scotland that I can't even pronounce. <laughs> but for more information, you can go to nosmusic.com. That's G-N-O-S-S music.com. So that's for more information. And yeah, trust me, if you're into your trad music or your folk music and that, with a real pipe and edge to it and a real Scottish flavour, this is real, real interesting music. And you'll definitely going to want to catch that. But mm, I have to give a particular shout for a release that got me really excited. Project Smoke. Yeah, I've been following Project Smoke for quite a while. And they have finally, finally announced the release of their debut album, Bayview. Thank God! I have been waiting on this album now for what feels like years. Uh, (laughs) Project Smoke put it out on a huge big announcement on their social media and obviously they're very excited about it. And I think everyone who's been following Project Smoke are literally the same. Now it's not not spelled smoke as in like smoking a cigarette. It's S-M-O-K with no E. So it's S-M-O-K, Project Smoke. Or Smoke. So this... (sighs) I can't I can't wait for it to be honest. I yeah, for more information of course you can go and check out Project Smoke on social media. They have put all the details on when you expect to get a hold of this, but for now they've they've said that it's coming. Who all's worked at it? It's people such as Mike Vass, Edwin Collins, Grace Maxwell, Jake Hutton, Samuel Hurt, Seth Tinsley, Ian Hutchison. Oh, come on. Like I kind of reads as a who's who's who of the trad world. So Absolutely amazing. So they actually released it on a huge, big opening night at the fruit market there in Glasgow, alongside the incredible Salsa Celtica. Does anybody remember them? Yes. They're still going, actually. I was quite impressed. (laughs) I used to be a huge fan of Salsa Celtica, uh, where they mix in samba music and salsa dance music with Celtic music. And it's a real interesting fusion. Uh, So if you haven't listened to them, go and give them a try. Mm, Salsa Celtica, they've been around for quite a while Very, very fun uh, So they obviously played the opening act But then on the night, of course, were the main headliners Project Smoke and their brand new release Now, this will not be available on Spotify or iTunes just yet They're holding it back And it's available only on their website or through their social media Where you can hopefully pick up a copy So, by way of a shameless plug You need to get a copy of Bayview Okay? Ticket from me. I don't normally give the Big Rab Show seal of approval on stuff willy-nilly all over the place, but this is one that you're definitely going to want to catch. This is a release for all you trad fans, your folk fans out there who love a bit of piping mixed in with their folk music, then this is one to catch. Project Smoke, need to go and check it out. All right? Okay. Now, speaking uh, of new releases and such, last week we talked about the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. Now, that that dropped and it was absolutely epic and a lot of you guys actually headed over there to give it a good listen and thank you to everyone who did we got a lot of emails actually from people saying thank you for the rab show seal of approval (laughs) they had to agree and a lot of people really enjoyed that episode so we passed on your congratulations to Stephen and the guys well done i think Stephen and everyone and Stephen stewart and everyone will be listening right now so guys Congratulations, episode one absolutely killed it. I think everyone who listened thought it was knocked out of the park. Fantastic stuff. Well, the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast have given us a little sneak peek of what episode two will be. They put a post up on social media there at the start of the week. They said, folks, we are delighted with the reaction of our first episode. 
Woo! As you should be. And then they say episode two will be released towards the end of this month. Um, what? <laughs> um, the end of the month? That's in like three weeks' time. Or four weeks' time. What's going on? Are we going to get one episode a month or something? Ugh. I was kind of disappointed when I read that. I was hoping, ah, oh, come on, do the weekly thing, you know. But nah, I think these guys are, you know, they're putting in a pile of work into each episode. So it'll be a slow release kind of thing. So it says episode two will be released towards the end of this month where our special guest will be Anne Spaulding. Yes, Anne received the Belvini, I, th- I can just about talk, the Belvini medal for services to piping in 2019 at the Glymphitic Championship. I remember that happening. Uh, she is also a renowned teacher and she has been at the helm of several school bands and the MacCall's Novice Juvenile contingent. She is, she is an SQA examiner and one of the first female pipers to ever compete in the silver medal. Wow, now that's going to be a conversation I'm definitely going to want to listen. So we may have to wait until the end of the month for episode two, but it's going to be well worth catching. So they did say between now and then, watch out for some bonus content. So they're going to hopefully tie us over the next two to three weeks with something to keep us going. But come on, lads, three to four weeks of nothing waiting on this huge episode with Anne Spalding. Come on, you know, get it together. I'm only pulling their leg because I love them. You know what I mean? I'm kind of taking a leaf out of the hashtag one of the six guys. Hashtag Chatterant. So, yeah, we absolutely loved episode one. I think they've done a fantastic job. And I can't wait to hear episode two. So, by way of a podcast, talking about a podcast, I'm dead excited for this. So, yeah, looking forward to episode two, guys. Now, to talk about another radio show that's available here in the UK, BBC Radio Scotland's Pipeline Show. You guys know it, of course, hosted by Gary West. Uh, They actually released quite a special episode there on January 31st. Now, remember I was talking about People's Ford Boghall and Bathgate, and they were in concert at Celtic Connections? Well, turns out the concert was recorded for the BBC. And the concert, you can go and listen to it on... Pipeline on BBC Radio Scotland. Now, they were led by their pipe major, Ross Harvey, and Gordon Brown, and they actually played quite a number of special selections that they haven't played publicly anywhere else. So this concert would be a must-listen to for all piping fans. So like I said, it's available on BBC Radio Scotland's Pipeline show. So you need to go and check that out. I think it's January 31st was the date. Let me double check that. Yeah, check my script. Yep. January 31st is whenever they put that out there. So, yeah, go and Google that now. And trust me, you will not be disappointed. Listening to Bog Hall on stage at Celtic Connections was simply. Ooh. I call it a teeth drying moment. You know, when you kind of go, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, there you go. Bog Hall and Bathgate on BBC Rio Scotland. Well, worth checking out. Okay. In other news. The Big Rab Show has a YouTube channel. Go figure. We've been plugging it now for weeks. And uh, we are very slowly creeping up in the numbers in our subscribership. But not as fast as we had hoped. uh, Because we got some plans for YouTube. But we need the numbers. So again, if you would like to, please consider going over to our YouTube channel, The Big Rab Show, and clicking subscribe. 
And uh, yeah, once we hit a magic number, then we'll have access to all the bells and whistles. And uh, you'll get to see some extra special content hitting YouTube very soon. Uh, But recently, our YouTube giveaway came to a conclusion. Yep, 31st of January was the close of our YouTube giveaway and the winner of which was announced on the 1st of February. So, if you entered our giveaway, you can go along and check that video out because it's up there now on our YouTube channel. Go and have a look at it and see, did you manage to win our giveaway? Mmm, there you are. Well worth checking out. It's up there now in the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. Okay, I have to give a shout this week to Jordan Bailey, lead tenor drummer with Inverarian District, of course. And I have to give, the reason why I'm giving him a particular mention is because he has relaunched his social media. Basically, JB or Jordan Bailey. Dot com is the website, and you can go and check it out on social media. The reason why I'm talking about it is because he's given us a little tiny sneaky peek of what he's working at. Hmm. Now, you may think being a current world champion keeps Jordan quite busy anyway. He's over there at Winter Storm this past while, and then I think he's actually going to this Kids With Cancer charity night and all that. He's an incredibly busy guy. But he's announced something quite special, and we've only just seen a little peek of it so far. He has, yeah, obviously signed a deal with ProLine, based in Tenor Sticks. And uh, Jordan will be releasing his own brand of drumsticks through ProLine, by the looks of things. Now, I say by the looks of things, because these Tenor Sticks that he's playing or flourishing in the video, they look brand new. I haven't seen any stick that looks like this. And obviously the company ProLine make them because their logos are all over the place on on the promotion video. But as to what exactly they are, what they look like, and where you can get your hands on a set, and how much they are. We've yet to find this out. But for more information, you can go now to jordanbailey.com. That's B-A-L-B-A-I-L-I-E. I'm spelling everything tonight. jordanbailey.com. Go and check out his website. You know who Jordan Bailey is. Come on, everyone does. Lead tenor with the mighty Inverary. Uh, Jordan signing quite an exciting deal there with... Pro- uh, oh. All sorts of exciting. Go and check his website and have a look. Hopefully there's a little more clips and little tiny photos and stuff of what these new sticks would look like. Very interesting stuff for tenor drummers. Well worth checking out. All right. I have to give a shout this week. I'm giving shouts to everyone, but to Ali Levesque. Now, why am I giving Ali a shout? Well, BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year Award was this past weekend. And... The winner this year was a bagpiper. Yeah! And a thumping good one as well. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, congratulations to Ali Levesque. It's simply brilliant. Young Traditional Musician of the Year 2020 is a huge award. Now, I can't tell you just how huge this is for any musician who lifts this title each and every year. I think people living internationally may not get the flavour of just how big an award this is, um, but it can really open doors for a lot of other things. If you can like rock up to a gig and say, hey, I'm Young Trad music Musician of the Year 2020, believe it or not, that does open a lot of doors here in the UK. You go, whoa, flip, really? Okay, here you go, here's a check. Uh, so, <laughs> Ali Levesque clearly played an absolute blinder. You need to go and have a look at his set and everything that he played as part of the competition and then his celebration set as well. Simply epic. And, um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't thank him enough, you know, because, honestly, he represented the bagpiping world 
so well. His musicianship, his uh, his approach to the music and everything was just simply outstanding. And to see bagpipes represented at the Young Trad Musician of the Year Award and actually picking up the prize is simply fantastic. We have seen pipers in this award each and every year and narrowly miss out. But this year it hit the mark and Ali Levesque managed to do the business. So, Ali, congratulations, mate. I'm so chuffed for you. I don't think you've really came back to earth yet since you've lifted that prize on the 2nd of Feb. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, we have uploaded little clips and stuff of Ali's performances, but I think you can go and check it out now on the BBC iPlayer. I think it's now up there on BBC Alba where the whole thing was broadcast live. So, simply stupendous. I'm so chuffed for Ali. Fantastic stuff. Okay, One other such thing happened on the 2nd of February, which was the Super Bowl. Yay! Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl is where once a year I get about two hours sleep and try to go the next day on two hours sleep and spend most of my Monday like a zombie. Uh, Because of the time difference between here and the US, which, come on, you need to put the Super Bowl on at a more sociable hour for us in the UK. Come on. (laughs) <clears throat> but no, realistically, congratulations to Kansas City. Well done, the Chiefs. Hey, or whatever that song is. And commiserations to the 49ers. I'm sorry, all you guys who supporters the 49ers. Yeah, there's a lot of you who messaged me because I, I was I was cheering for Kansas City. I'll throw my hand up. You you guys all know I'm a Bills fan, and the Bills were nowhere near the Super Bowl. Fair enough, we made it to the playoffs, but that's about it. Uh, but yeah, Kansas City. They lifted the big one, and I was cheering for them, saying, go on, the boys. Now, the only reason I was doing that is because I have mates who live in Kansas City, and that's it. No other reason. People were saying, ah, why don't you pick the 49ers? Because I don't know anyone in San Francisco. But I, I could be completely wrong, and I bet you I'm going to get a load of angry emails now saying, hey, Rob, I'm from San Francisco. What's the crack? Well, either way, do you know what I found? A load of bagpiping fans are NFL fans. Go figure. And we actually had such good crack over the course of the Super Bowl game. A lot of people were messaging me backwards and forwards. It was a lot of fun. You know, as the game was going on, I think we just kind of, we gave each other all like a big running commentary. So a lot of people were messaging me in the show and saying, oh, what do you think of that call? It's a shambles. Oh, look, he dropped the ball. And all this. A lot of fun. It was good fun. We had a good Super Bowl. We really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, who would have thought the bagpiping world and the NFL world are actually very similar? Hmm. Okay, flying on. New music. We're still on the topic of new music. I have to give a shout to Ross Miller. Ross Miller! Bagpiper with Inverarian District Extraordinaire. He's an absolute legend, by the way. He has a debut album coming out. Yes, believe it or not, Ross Miller has actually been involved in the trad scene for quite a while. Possibly longer than I care to remember, remember, but Ross is an absolute giant in the bagpiping world and the trad scene, as well as being a member of the current world champions in Verary. So here he is. He's releasing his debut album, and it's going to be called The Rook. I'm so excited for this. Now, he's uploaded all sorts of like promo videos and little tiny clips, just enough to kind of whet our appetite to go... Oh, I want to hear the rest of that. So if you are interested, go along to Ross Miller Music on social media. This is one release that I'm particularly excited about. Because uh, Ross and I, you know, I, I know Ross quite well. We go back quite a bit. So yeah, very excited to see Ross coming out with a debut album. I'm going to get my hands all over that and throw it in my car stereo. Can't wait for it. So yes, 
hopefully it'll be released next week and we'll be able to play you perhaps a little sneak peek track of it perhaps who knows uh but this are you getting a bit of a flavor for what's happening in the bagpiping world at the moment serious amount happening in the trad scene and the Celtic music scene, there's a lot of new releases at the moment. Now, normally, in the bagpiping world, we would normally wait until piping live, until a lot of stuff gets released. But in the trad music scene, it just seems to be release it whenever you feel good. And uh, most releases in the trad scene do normally happen around January, February time. Hey, it's good for us, because it means we get a ton of new music to talk about all through the season. So, there you go. Ross Miller, I wish you good luck. Project Smoke! absolutely brilliant and nos as well so many brand new releases coming to the celtic and folk music scene very excited for all of them okay in other news and pipe band competition news i should say the las vegas highland games 2020 will open its doors on the 18th of april and sunday the 19th of april this will be held in the floyd lamb park in sunny Vegas, baby. Yeah, and if anything, I'm dead excited for it because I'm really hoping to see some live-streamed footage from this or even some possible uh, video recordings from this because, yeah, it is an event that I would have loved to get to, you know? <laughs> but alas, I can't. Yeah, Saturday, April 18th, and Sunday, April 19th, that's when you're going to want to be in sunny Las Vegas for the Highland Games. All right, there's more details about this, about the entry and all that, and how many bands are competing and your associated judges and all that sort of stuff. We'll let you know. But for now, that's your details. April 18th and 19th in Floyd Lamb Park. There you are. If you are interested for more information, of course, about the games and that, check out the Las Vegas Celtic Society. You. On social media, and they have all their details up there now. Okay. Rolling into 2020. It's looking good. Uh, according to PipesDrums.com, um, it's looking like grade one this season's going to be an interesting one. Now, the reason why is because apparently there are 18 bands so far planning to enter in grade one. Now, this sparked a lot of speculation and go, oh, who is it and all the rest. Well, after RSPBA lowered the grade one qualifier threshold to more than 17 bands last year, uh, and apparently the tipping point still remains to be 22 for all other grades. But for grade 1, it's 17. So it's looking like we are going to have the Friday qualifier back again. Remember last year where we had day 1 counts and day 2 counts and that's it. You know, you have essentially two days of finals. But it's looking like the Friday qualifier will return with the Saturday final. Now whether this is something to be excited about. I don't know, but again, we're seeing changes to the format. Now, we are very aware that the AGM hasn't happened yet. It's in March. And we do think that the big decisions like this, like the actual format of the World Championship, you know, would normally go to an annual general meeting and be decided on by the association. But we know for a fact that this year's AGM will be dominated by one huge issue. And we're not even going to go there. Uh, So the actual format of the world's final may get pushed under the carpet. But I have to say, looking that we're going to potentially have around 18 bands in Grade 1 for the Worlds this year, that does push us within the threshold of, yeah, we could run a Friday qualifier and have a Saturday final. Which means that on the Saturday there could potentially be in some grade one bands sitting on the on the bench because they didn't qualify on the Friday. Now, last year when we had the two day thing, 
Friday counted, Saturday counted. A lot of people loved it. Now, don't get me wrong, a lot of bands competing in Grade 1 were absolutely shattered by the end of Saturday. All of that concentration over four different performances, all of those judges watching you. By the end of those two days, which was simply grueling, if you managed to hit that top six at all, you deserved a pint. (laughs) And you put your feet up for a month. Um, Yeah, the two-day format... A lot of people loved it because it was extremely fair. You had a lot of different judges watching you. So no potential for any shenanigans. And, um, you know, it was taken over four performances. So you had four different opportunities to impress the judges. And a lot of people loved that. (laughs) You know, we actually talked about it here in the Rab Show saying, this two-day format thing, we really think it works. You know, the two-day final. Because the Friday points count towards the Saturday points. Very interesting. And also, whenever we've done our World's Wrap-Up podcast, we talked about it as if there were two separate events. Who won on the Friday? Who was our world champion walking out of the park on Friday? And then who was our world champ walking out on the Saturday? Very interesting to break it all down like that. And even now, when we're having conversations over dinner or a few pints here at home, we're still talking about it. You know, we're still that sad family that would sit and talk about, well, do you know who came third in the MSR on the Friday? Well, do you know, we're that family. We're a bit odd like that. Uh, but, you know, it gave us a lot to talk about. It was very interesting two-day format. But now we could be seeing this qualifier final business again. Some people loved it. Some people really hated it because of the fact that you could be knocked out. And then Saturday is just a, a non-day where you just go to the beer tent and drink. <laughs> so yeah i don't know depends we'll have to wait and see what happens at the agm i suppose once this all gets decided but what does have the potential to have a qualifier and a final that's the way it's looking so far whether it'll happen or not don't know it's only speculation for now there's been nothing formally confirmed so there you are as soon as we do get something from the agm of course expect a feature length episode on the agm and the fallout from that what happens next okay speaking of fallout and everything go to the big rab show on facebook right now we're running a bit of a just for a bit of fun an online poll we've asked you guys for the last decade who was your favorite pre-worlds concert now we've got some big ones on there like inverary's ascension concert from 2013 we've got let me see sfu affirmation in 2009 we've got field marshall's impact in 2016 Um, but i can tell you now at the moment looking at it the results so far we have two front runners which are 2019 scottish par Mm, Scottish Power and Rora, which was last year's concert, actually. So that's the best of the decade. That's quite interesting. There's that one, plus St. Lawrence of Tools, Tours, Kjol, Resume. And that's in 2018. It's hard to believe that's a couple of years ago now. Uh, so there you go. Those are the two front runners. Um, I think closely followed by Inverary, then Field Marshal, and then SFU, I think. So it's a very interesting poll. Just a bit of fun. Nobody actually wins anything, but yeah, you can go and check that out. It's up there now on the Rab Show Facebook page. Alright, shout out to Ocaran Pipe Band who are selling their drums. Always love it whenever a band sells equipment so we can advertise it for them and then hopefully you can get yourself some new gear. So or second hand gear I should say. They are selling eight 
800 series Premier snare drums, and they're three years old, but they've been very well cared for. You also have one 26-inch Premier bass drum, which is newly refurbished in 2019, so it's shining like a new pin. These drums are apparently in excellent condition, and they brought the band success in 2019 with 23 pieces of silverware, including the UK and All-Ireland Championships, as well as a fifth in the world. So for more information, contact uh, Ocaran Pipe Band via the social media, or you can contact the band's secretary, Alistair Brown, by a.brown149 at btinternet.com. So there you are. Contact Ocaran Pipe Band, who are selling their drums. Like I said, it's eight. uh, I think they're they're coloured blue with silver... Blue with silver hardware, uh, 800 series uh, Premier snare drums and also a bass drum as well from Ocaran. And if you are interested in picking those up, just contact them on their social media. Okay, shout out to my good friends at North Texas. Yo, go on the North Texas Caledonian. Yeah, they're actually doing a spot of fundraising for their trip to the World Championships. Woo! Now, yeah, they do have all sorts of ways that you can donate via PayPal and GoFundMe, I think, and all that sort of stuff. But also, they've made it dead simple for you to go and try and donate and help support the guys in their trip to Glasgow this year. All you have to do is text NTCPD2020 to the number 41411. 41411. <laughs> there you are. And then in return, you'll get a link sent to your phone. And yeah, all you gotta do is click on the link and you can donate to the band. Now, yes, loads of bands out there are doing the similar, similar things. They're running events and different things and all of that. A lot of pipe bands are making the trip to the worlds this year from international fields. And North Texas is one of them. So yeah, help the guys fundraise and all the rest, like all other bands out there. And, uh, yeah, drop them a few quid, you know, and all it'll help towards their travel costs, the hotels, and all sort of stuff. Yeah, the guys at North Texas will be very glad for your very kind donation. Okay, guys, you would think, you would think I nearly done this on purpose. You nearly think I left the big story to the end before we get into the topic of the week. Well, I did. <laughs> well, looking... At the RSPBA website, they did drop yet another big news story on us. And I'm sure a lot of you out there want me to talk about it. So, we'll talk about it briefly. Let's say that. They have announced the lineup of judges for this incoming year's major season. Now, that's the British, the UKs, the Euros, the Scottish, and of course, the Worlds. Now, the first indication that we had about the World Championship being a two-day event was from this post from RSPBA. Now, this was published before the Pipes Drums article, so this actually caused quite a stir because, yeah, we were talking about the two-day thing earlier, and we said, you know, Friday was the final and Saturday was the final and the combination of the two. Well, now we have it confirmed in black and white from RSPBA that the Friday looks to be a qualifier event because that's what they're calling it. They've appointed piping judges and drumming judges and ensemble judges uh, for the two different qualifying heats. And then on the Saturday, yeah, we have all of our final judges and all of that. It's very confusing. And Now, looking at the lineup of judges and all the rest, again, it always reads as a who's who of the piping world when it comes to judges. Uh, so a lot of people asking... Well, do you know what? A lot of people are asking me, well, who is this? Who's this judge? Who are they? And uh, did they ever play anywhere? What was their achievements? And a lot of things like that. Now, we got got a lot of messages asking about various different judges who were judging in all different grades. I'm not just saying about grade one here. 
but lots of judges and lots of different grades for throughout the whole of the major season for the Scottish, the Euros, for the UKs. Uh, you know, people would have got drawn a certain judge in a particular grade and go, oh, who's that? You know, I, I don't recognize the name or something like that. So if you are interested, I know a lot of bands out there who have been practicing all winter long would now see this list and they look at their respective grade and they see the judge that's going to be holding the clipboard. And I know a lot of bands who would actively now start changing their material. I'm not kidding. They would look at this list of judges and think to themselves, oh, we've got that judge for the UKs. Right, we need to change our MSR to sound like this. Or we've got someone else here for the Euros. Uh, Look who's doing the piping on the Euros, right? We're going to need to change the phrasing of this Trespay. Or, you know, we're going to have to, you know, snap our march up a bit here for the Scottish lads. Look who we've got for ensemble. (laughs) You know, so this news that came from RSPBA is huge news in the bagpiping world, especially for competitive pipers and drummers. A lot of people will be studying this list to within the nth degree. And, um, yeah, what actually happens as well, I know from experience that pipe bands actually start going through their, you know, their crit sheets from the previous year. Did we ever have that particular judge at any stage last season? What did they tell us on our critic sheets? What did they say? Did they like our tone? Did they like our integration? Did they think we were ropey or stuff that we can change? That is all, it's all good. You know, it's all good advice. So I would urge you now, if you're listening and you're involved in piping and drumming and you have all your material learned and now this list has dropped of all the judges for the majors and you do plan on competing at some of the majors, then do consider looking back at some of your old, you know, your old drumming sheets, your old ensemble sheets, piping sheets, whatever it is. Do look and go back and see, has that judge seen you before? And perhaps pick up on little things that that judge may have mentioned. Say, "Mm, maybe work on the blowing here, or, you know, the little bit of raggedness between the tenor and the snare, stuff like that. Good advice. Good advice, I feel. (laughs) So, yeah, well worth considering. Go along to rspba.org and check out this full list. Study it in its entirety. Make sure that whatever grade that you're in, you know who's going to be judging you at any one particular major. And that, yeah, bands do do it. It may be frowned upon, but it's part of the competitive game. A lot of bands do, you know, swing their performance towards a particular judge's ear because they do know what they like to listen to. Some can be more traditional in their approach and some can be more open-minded and more musical and more adventurous. You know, play me a blistering hornpipe with five different harmonies and stuff. You know what I mean? We did talk about this on our previous podcasts on judging. You can go back and listen to those if you're interested. A lot of different tips as to what judges could possibly be listening to and also what we classed as being the judging problem. Yes, that's another future topic of the week right there that's been suggested. So anyway, very long story, very cut, very short. The full list of judges for all of our major championships has been released. You now need to go and look at it and study it. Because this will form your entire season, especially when it comes to the beginning in Glasgow. Alrighty, that's it. That's enough advice from me. And uh, <clears throat> because I've tap danced on that landmine enough. 
If you are interested in getting information on any of these judges, I'm not entirely sure where you can get it. And a lot of these judges right now are all pretty famous in the bagpiping world. A lot of you guys would know them. Uh, you know, they're all ex-competitors or, you know, you guys all know most of these judges. But if some of them out there that you don't know who they are, then... I'm not entirely sure where you can get info on them. So, yeah, ourselves in the Rab Show with our experience in the piping world, we do know a good majority of the judges. So, yeah, we'll try and answer your questions, you know, who they are and all that sort of stuff. But ordinarily, it shouldn't really matter what their backgrounds are and all the rest. It's really just what kind of performance you can put in front of them. And my advice would be, if you ever have stood in front of that judge before, take their advice. If they did tell you that on that day that you know your days were flat or something and you needed you know the better pitch and your whatever you know take that advice look back at previous critic sheets and hopefully the next time you stand in front of that judge you can show them that you've tried to actively improve the thing that they told you to there you go there you are that's a last bit of friendly advice from me uh <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say Top dancing on that landmine, Rab. Okay, that's it. Check it out. It's on the rspba.org. The full list's up there now. Go and study it. And, uh, yeah, take my advice for as it is. There you go. All right. I reckon I've talked enough at this stage. And I'm sure a lot of you may have tuned out already. But, hey, it's time for me to get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com, serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com, offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, uh, yes, it's time for Topic of the Week. And, yeah, I have to you have to say apologies for the clickbaity title and for introduction and stuff. I'm sure I had a lot of people worried saying, oh, is Rab going to pull the plug on this thing? No, is the answer. Uh, but, yeah, knowing when to quit. Do you know, it's one of those things that is essential, really, for us in the bagpiping world. The knowing when to quit is knowing when to step away, when to hang the pipes up, when to set the sticks down and just say, that's it. Enough's enough. And it's one of those things in the bagpiping world that nobody really talks about much unless they're disgruntled and they're throwing the pipes in the corner out of a bad temper. But there is a genuine time when you should step away from piping and drumming. Now, I do realize right now I'm talking to the competitive pipers and drummers out there. Now, there's a lot of you guys out there who are listening to the show right now. And, uh, yeah, you don't play competitively. You just play for the fun of it. 
you know, you play in various different Kaylees and things like that. You play in the house and all that. You don't play competitively. You maybe play in a service band or something with your mates and that, or a Kaylee band at home or whatever, and you don't play competitively. So the rest of this conversation may not apply to you, but it may to a certain degree. So stick with us. But yes, right now, I am mostly talking to the competitive pipers and drummers out there who play competitively, and also to the drum majors as well. Yeah, so this may factor in for you guys as well. So, yeah, what do I mean? What? Why is it good to know? Why is it good to know when to quit? Now, quit is quitting anything is seen as a negative, especially when you're learning. <laughs> hey, should I tell you that at the very beginning? Is this podcast about, you know, oh, I've ne- I can't play a turlift no matter how much I try. I should just quit. No. <laughs> if you're learning, if you are struggling your way through seven-stroke rolls and you just cannot get them, you keep clipping them all the time, then don't just quit. You know, whenever you're learning the instrument, I have to say, some of the best in the piping game, like Stephen McWhorter, Stuart Little, have famously been quoted saying that they never stop learning. Even though they've reached the pinnacle, they are the top of the piping world, and they're still actively learning. That, you know, I have to say, if you are learning at the moment, and you're struggling with that, and you feel like quitting, the answer to that question is no, don't quit, because you'll never stop learning. (laughs) What I'm talking about here is actively competing. When is it the right time for you to step away from competitive piping and drumming? Now, I have got quite a lot of experience in this. I have been in pipe bands that have lost hundreds of members. That's maybe an exaggeration, but it certainly felt like it. I remember being in the band hall with me and one other. And the one other was my brother. You know, and you were wondering, where is everybody? And then suddenly you'd have to start texting people and ringing them. And where are you? Band practice is on. Are you not coming? And... Oh, you get all sorts of different reasons and excuses and, oh, the dog ate my homework, that kind of thing. So I'm well used to it. I have a vast knowledge of the excuses that you would get, you know, for people not showing to band practice. But this is for people who have had enough and have walked away. And genuinely, there are some real good reasons for stepping away. And these are ones I kind of made myself a hashtag list. Hashtag list. Of when I think is probably the right time to step away from piping and drumming. Now, I have seen it. I have seen it firsthand where people just refuse to quit. (laughs) And that also has the opposite effect. It can go on for too long. You can play well into your twilight years. And perhaps when you're in your 80s and 90s, strapping on a 20-inch bass drum... Or, you know, trying to blow your way through a five-minute medley selection uh, might not be the best thing. So, top of the pile for reasons for quitting piping and drumming has to be health. Your own personal health. If you are... if, if Yeah, for, let's face it. Piping and drumming is a physical activity. You do need to be relatively physically fit and able and have a certain level of of stamina to be able to perform some of these big medley selections could involve you standing there concentrating for nearly 10 minutes at a time which does take an incredible amount of concentration especially if you're blowing pipes it does take a certain level of stamina to be able to stand there and blow tone for that entire time 
Yeah, I do know some people that kind of struggle with this and as a result of their failing health or whatever, they need to step away. Now, I know a lot of drummers who had back problems and stuff, uh, a lot of bass men, actually bass drummers, who found it really difficult to carry the bass drum over a prolonged period of time and had to quit for that reason because they could no longer carry that instrument. I know a lot of bagpipers as well who, you know, had through no fault of their own, possibly developed conditions such as arthritis in their hands and couldn't move their fingers as best as they could anymore. A lot of pipers out there, you know, who struggled with various different chest conditions and just basically didn't have the puff anymore to play. And age is also a factor, you know. If you're trying to blow yourself through a blistering hornpipe set and you're in your early 90s, if you can do that, fair play to you. But, um, yeah, we don't rarely, we very rarely see a lot of extremely old people, I say extremely old, I mean about 90 plus, playing bagpipes competitively. And there's there's a reason for that, you know. So I do feel that one of the way or one of the reasons to know when to quit is whenever you are of failing health, perhaps it's not the best time to step into the circle. If you have real bad health problems or health complaints and that, and it is affecting your performance and, you know, all of that, perhaps, I don't know, wait until you're better again or all of that. I don't know. It's knowing when to quit. Again, it's a personal thing. You know, if you do feel that you can soldier on and try and blast your way through a 10 minute medley selection, but by the end of it, be absolutely hanging. And, (laughs) you know, it's it's up for a personal call on that one. But I have seen it happen where people with back complaints can really start doing some damage. Like people have, you know, thrown discs out and stuff and like ended up in the ambulances on the way home. Uh, It's, you know, there can be some horrific injuries just trying to do this piping and drumming thing. And uh, drum majors, drum majors are notorious for giving themselves injuries. The amount of times I've seen people knock teeth out, split their eye, their head open, their eyebrows, their bust lips and broken noses and all sorts of craziness with smacking themselves in the head with a mace. Um, Drum majors need crash helmets and gum shields, to be honest. (laughs) But um, yeah, if you are going to be suffering from black eyes and missing teeth and everything, and you're doing it each and every week, perhaps your health may come into play and think, I'm kind of getting tired of hitting myself on the head now. I might want to stop doing this. So, I don't know. Health is a factor. Your stamina is a factor. And uh, your general fitness, overall personal well-being, I think, is something you'd have to factor in when considering you're playing piping and drumming competitively. But then, if you are strong enough and you feel that you're fit and able to do it, and you can, then go for it. You know what I mean? Okay. On to the next possible reason why I think when you should know when to quit is at the expense of relationships or family. Now, this is a huge one, and it's quite a difficult one to talk about. Now, I'm not going to name names, um, and I'm going to try and word this story appropriately that I'm not going to identify the person I'm talking about. But I have had experience in the bagpiping world where a certain musician basically neglected everything to do with family, relationships, uh, personal relationships, both, uh, you know, (laughs) of a marital... (laughs) (laughs) of our marital flavor and uh yeah just threw caution to the wind and said the band comes first and everything to do with you know 
the marriage, the relationship and all of that sort of stuff and family and all of that. Don't care. I'm heading to bomb practice. Don't care. I'm going to the worlds. Don't care. I'm lifting the trophy. Uh, That's crazy. Now, I've seen it happen and I've seen relationships break down. I've seen families rowing and squabbling and just coming to blows on this. I've seen brothers ripping each other's hair out over this. I've seen... uh, yeah, just some real vicious relationship type stuff. Uh, you know, breakdowns of marriages. It's just horrible, horrible stuff. All over pipe bands. Now, people would look at me and go, what? Do people really take piping and drumming that seriously? The answer is yes. And I've seen it happen so many times. I've seen relationship breakups. I've seen all sorts of real horrific stuff. Uh <laughs> I don't really want to go further into it because I may start to identify people. Um, but yes, I have seen it happen. Uh, families families break down, relationships break down, and all for the want of trying to win that trophy. You know, competing with a band should be a hobby. It should be enjoyable. And it should not be done at the expense of your own personal happiness, your health, and yeah, the people around you, such as your family. Your friends. And, you know, if if you have a wife or husband or a significant other, you know, the people who are important to you in your life are important. And piping and drumming, as important as it is, doesn't override family. Now, recently, we've seen in recent days, the very pipe major of the Glasgow Police, Alistair McLaren, has now made the decision to move back to Australia due to family commitments. And that is one of the genuinely good reasons to quit piping and drumming you know family comes first i've heard it said countless times the band comes first uh you know no matter what uh yeah we're heading to the worlds and uh you know you have a relationship at home that's crumbling Uh, you know the worlds will happen again next year do you know what i mean the band will still be there next year my advice honestly is my own opinion is Unless you want to do it, unless you want to jeopardize relationships and family connections and things like that, it's a personal call. I've seen it happening, though, too many times. My advice on this one would be, uh, yeah, take care of the people next to you. This is a hobby. Music is there to be just that, music. It's supposed to be enjoyable. As enjoyable as it is to lift a trophy, I hear some people say, yeah, it's enjoyable to lift a trophy. I'm not lying. It's it's kind of awesome to lift a major. But, you know, to do that at the expense of a possible marriage or stuff like that, I, don't, I honestly don't think it's worth it. You know, shock horror. But honestly, that's my advice. Now, I have seen other people quit piping and drumming for their job. Hmm. I have seen people who have had to quit piping and drumming because they've got a promotion at work and their day job helps pay the bills. It also helps keep a secure home for... Remember, it's coming back around again. Helps keep a secure home for your family. It also helps, you know, your own health and all the rest (laughs) because then you can pay for your health insurance and uh, possible treatment in hospital if you break your backside. That kind of thing. So jobs are important as well. So... Yes, can be a legitimate reason for hanging up the drumsticks. So, yes, that's another reason. Also, now, this is one I really wanted to get to. The One of the big reasons I have seen people quitting piping and drumming. Now, this is legit. I don't know. A lot of people out there will probably nod their heads when I say this. 
But a lot of people quit piping and drumming because of the drinking. (laughs) Now, what do I mean by that? Now, obviously, I've spoken about this on the podcast before. The bagpiping world is kind of unceremoniously linked with the world of alcohol. It seems to be no matter where we go, there's a beer tent or someone who has a beer or a hip flask or the world of alcohol is the pipe band world and the pipe band world is the world of alcohol. It seems to be us pipers and drummers are a thirsty bunch. Now, I do know some pipers out there who really enjoy a drink. Now, by Northern Irish standards, if I say they really enjoy a drink... You know the kind of person I mean. <clears throat> yeah, so if they really enjoy a drink and it's affecting the way they play, it's the, it's affecting their job, it's affecting their relationship, it's affecting their health, all because they're part of the pipe band and they can't put the pint glass down, um, perhaps knowing when to quit piping and drumming, to step away from the world of alcohol, possibly could be a good thing. Now... Don't get me wrong. Not every pipe band is, you know, full of uh, boxes of beer and, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, the party bus, that kind of thing. But a lot of bands are. A lot of bands love to go out and celebrate and have beers and all the rest, which is brilliant. You know, we can all enjoy a sociable drink. Of course we do here in the bagpiping world. Flip sake, even myself. You know, I can enjoy a pint or two with the best of them. Uh, But, you know, for some people, it's more than just a pint or two. For example, again, I'm not going to give names. But we managed to lift a major championship with the band that I was in charge of one time. And we had one particular member of that band who decided, yes, this is the best major championship we've ever lifted. I'm going to party. Now, we all partied that night. Saturday night was all sorts of full of drunken shenanigans and it was the best crack. Uh, Whereas the Sunday we all suffered. But um, this one particular person kept going and then missed practice for three weeks. Because he went AWOL. Nobody knew where this person went whenever we landed home and he just disappeared. He landed back the week before the World Championships. Says, hey, boys, that was some crack. <laughs> right, where's my pipes? I said, where were you for three weeks? Ah, sure. Are we celebrating how you had the crack? It was great, it was great you know. And th- that's about the answer you got. So I knew for some people, perhaps leaving the world of piping and drumming behind is to avoid something that can be really detrimental to everything in their life, their relationship with alcohol. Now, I'm not saying if you're a piper or a drummer, you're a drinker, because I do know a lot of bands out there that are teetotal and, yeah, never really drink at all, especially a lot of bands out there with young members and kids and stuff like that. You know, obviously, they're not connected with the world of alcohol at all. Uh, But I'm just saying... There is parts of the pipe band world, I'm sure you guys know out there, that there can be quite a lot of party bands out there, ones who love to drink and have a good old yarn, a bit of crack. Uh, But there is that element that sometimes it can go too far. And the relationship with the piping and drumming is synonymously linked with the world of alcohol, and it can be difficult to separate the two. So, yeah, sometimes people's personal relationship with alcohol is intertwined with piping and drumming. So perhaps... If they're trying to step away from drink, they need to step away from piping and drumming. And I've seen it happen, so that's on my list of knowing when to quit. Yeah. Another one on my list is when it's no longer fun. If you're not enjoying piping and drumming, that is when you should quit. Now, I am going to 
put a big precursor on this. All right. Now, the reason why I'm saying is that it needs to be fun and not full of stress and not full of anxiety and pressure and all of this nonsense is that, again, this hobby is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to look after yourself, your family, your relationships, your job and all of this sort of stuff. And this is essentially a hobby. It's something we love. We love this music. We love the people in it. We love competing every weekend, trying to win that trophy. It's competitive, yes, but it's supposed to be fun. You know, we're supposed to enjoy doing this. And if it's not fun, and it's a pile of stress, and it's nearly too much, if you know what I mean, that it's overwhelming, it's affecting your sleep, it's actually giving you a heart condition, and you might have a heart attack over all of this nonsense, that's when it gets too serious. You need to step back and say to yourself, you know what? Lifting the Scottish Championship would be good, but it's not worth laying in a hospital bed for. Now, (laughs) my precursor on this is that, yes, a certain element of stress is needed. A certain element of pressure is needed in this game. If you're not pushing yourself and you're not challenging yourself to be better, which can be stressful, yeah, you're not improving, you're not you know, you're not being competitive, you're not being part of the competitive world, which is where you're trying to be, to constantly push yourself forward. And if you're not, you know, engaged in that process, you're not actively stressing yourself with, oh, I need to get that better. Come on, I need to play these better. You know, I need to do it again, do it again, work, work, you know. But it also needs to be fun. There has to be an element of, yes, we work now, but we play later kind of thing. My example of this is whenever I first started learning how to play Chander, could I play GDEs? Nope. No, sir. Could not do it. And for the longest time, I thought, I'm never going to get this. I was actually getting quite stressed about it. I was like, I'm never getting this. I'm never getting her. I was getting all wound up and thinking, this isn't fun. So I set the Chander down. I walked away, watched a bit of telly. And then about an hour or so later, I'll try this again. Tried it again. Boom. Got it. No problem. Where was that? Don't know why. I think it's because I was stressed out, wired up, thinking, I'm never getting this. And then suddenly, boom, it was there. So I guess perspective comes into play. If something isn't fun, step away for 10 minutes. Give yourself a break. You know, it's a hobby, after all. Throwing your head against the wall because you can't get a certain movement or rudiment or whatever, you know, it's not worth it. You know, try it until you can't... You just can't try it anymore and then step away. You know, come back to it again another time. You know, you need to have release and have a bit of fun with your playing. You know, for the longest time with me in the snare drum scene, I would, you know, tick myself over the basics and bare bone basics and a lot of stuff that I've struggled with and really work out hard. But at the end of it, you know, I've practiced that for half an hour. I still haven't got it. I'm not going to beat myself up. All right, let's play a drum slip for the crack. Bit of back sticking, a bit of throwing the sticks around for a bit of fun. Woo! And then that's it. You know, I remind myself just how fun it is to play and not have to sit and work through random cues. <laughs> Which are my kryptonite. <clears throat> anyway, so whenever it comes stressful or it's not fun, that's the time you should step away, in my opinion. Also, I know a lot of people have quit piping and drumming and I'm going to leave you on this note. Looking back at the old pipe band recordings page on Facebook, I notice a lot of players in there and those old, old videos from way back when 
of some incredibly talented musicians who are no longer playing. Now, a lot of these players are still of my age, you know, if not younger. And a lot of these people are just no longer playing because of one reason. They have become disenfranchised, disjointed, however you want to say it, but they just absolutely hate the piping scene. They hate the association. <laughs> they hate the judges. They hate the clipboards. They hate all of the everything that encompasses competitive piping and drumming. I'm sure you know the piper. I'm sure you know the drummer out there who said, Ugh, I had enough of it. I just had to walk away from it because I just couldn't stick it anymore. And whenever you ask them, well, what is it that you couldn't stick? Ah, oh, see them old judges. I've had enough of them. Well, what do you mean you had enough of them? What, what did they do? Ah, oh, each and every week you go out there and sure, they put you flat last and sure, what for? Why did you even bother? Well, that's that's the whole game, isn't it? That you're out there trying to, you know, impress that judge. And yeah, if that judge sinks you every week, you know, are you sunk each and every week? Do you get the same judge every week? Or do you have the same performance every week? Do you know what I mean? So I have a lot of different counter-arguments to this. But I'm sure you guys out there right now are nodding your head furiously, going, yep, 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 I know exactly who you're talking about. There are countless, countless players out there that are so incredibly talented and just will refuse to lift the pair of sticks again, will refuse to lift the chanter again, be simply because they just could not hack competing anymore. They said, you know, it's not fun. They just couldn't hack it. They just getting slated by judges or they just hated the scene in general they thought too much backstabbing too much politics too much all of this nonsense and they said their life was complicated enough without all of that now to those guys out there you know who did quit for that same reason fair play to you you know to be fair you know if you want if you wanted to have less stress in your life and that's one of the reasons to step away then cool with me that's completely fine but it's a loss for us in the bagpiping world. And I do feel, honestly, that us in the bagpiping world could do more to draw those players back to the competitive world. We could tell them, yeah, you know, you might have been scundered back then, as we say in Northern Ireland, or you might be sick of it by now, but, you know, maybe consider coming back because things have changed. Hmm. Which is a difficult argument at times. Sometimes you look at the piping world and think nothing's changed. But realistically, we're rolling into 2020. And uh, yeah, a lot has changed in the piping world since those days in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Our piping scene has completely you know, transformed and it is completely different now. A lot of the judges are now more forward-facing and they are looking for musical progression and being, people being more musically creative than possibly what they were in the early years whenever people were essentially being ultra traditional in their approach to the music so look at bands like Inverary, Field Marshal, all these guys in the grade one big guns pushing the envelope you know and it's great to see this happening in other grades so honestly where we are now in our competitive scene has changed but I do know for a fact there's a lot of players out there who are so talented and could honestly light the piping world on fire but simply refuse to pick up the chanter or the sticks again and just will not look at it because of their experience in the competitive scene which is a real loss 
But they knew when to quit. They said, hey, I'm not having fun anymore. That's it. Not doing it again. And that's it. Game over for them. You know, they've put the pipes up. They've, you know, hung the drum harness in the corner. And that's it. They're never playing again. So, yeah, I guess those guys knew when to quit. Now, as for ourselves on the Big Rab Show, do we know when to quit? Uh, no, is the answer. We're coming up very shortly. I think within this year, we will hopefully hit episode 200. 200 episodes of this nonsense. Can you believe it? I honestly can't. So, yeah, that's going to be all sorts of awesome. And do we know when to quit? No. We love this. And we dare say we will not be stepping away from this anytime soon. So anyone out there now who's reading the title of this podcast thinking, Oh, no, Rab's finishing. No, I'm not. And there's been plenty of rumors about it, actually. I don't know where they all came from. I think it all started whenever I started working for the BBC. People started saying, Oh, Rab's got the BBC thing now. He's going to ditch the Rab show. No, no, no. How many times do they need to say it? The Big Rab Show is what <laughs> it's what we know and love. And I love doing this show each and every week for you guys. So, yeah, thanks to all the guys on Patreon supporting us every month. And to all of our amazing, amazing sponsors and advertisers, all that sort of goodness. Yeah, of course we're going to continue. Where else would we be? All for the love of this music. All for the love of its people, its culture. We will not be quitting. I tell you that. So, yeah, there are lots of different reasons of when you should know when to quit, when to walk away, but uh, just quitting just for the sake of it and not really having a reason. If you're just sick of it and go, ah, can't be bothered. Can't be bothered is not really a good reason. You do need to have a proper sit and talk to yourself and think, am I genuinely going to quit here? And if I am, then why? Hmm. There you go, folks. So that's my topic of the week. And if you have any particular thoughts on this week's topic of the week, have you ever had those thoughts of just simply stepping away and throwing the pipes in the corner and never looking at them again? Or are you just sick of smacking yourself in the head with a mace? Uh, <laughs> drum majors. Then, yeah, email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. So, yeah. For those of you who would like to suggest a possible topic of the week, email us in. Plus, if you have any thoughts on any of our previous episodes, don't forget, email us in. And yeah, we do love to get voicemails. So don't forget, send us in your voicemails. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Okay, guys, I think that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. It's been a long one this week. Apologies, but there's been a lot to cover. And this is a big topic, actually, of knowing when to quit. It is a genuine thing that people do need to consider knowing when to step away because it can honestly go on for too long and can be quite damaging to things such as your health and your relationships and all sorts of stuff it can get very messy so you do need to know when to step away even though people don't want to talk about it anyway that's it i will see you guys on patreon as always you can click support over there and enjoy all sorts of amazing exclusive content including our latest episode of rab show plus plus all of our uh, interviews and stuff from winter storm all up there now currently unedited you can go and enjoy them in their full 
interviewee gloriness, which is brilliant. Uh, so until next week, guys, if you do have any questions and stuff on any of the topics, we do get a lot of commentary, but very little in the way of questions at the moment. So do email us in. We'd love to hear from you. Because rolling up, we're actually going to be producing an episode from the Kids with Cancer charity night. And there's a lot of big guns going to that event, such as Jim Kilpatrick, you know, Stuart Little, all those guys. If you have any particular questions for anyone on the lineup of that event, then get in contact with us early and then we can ask your question to that person, whoever it is that you may want to speak to, and we'll ask your question. And that'll be part of our special feature episode from that event. Okay, guys, that's me. I am out the door. Thanks so much again for clicking download this week. If you haven't already, please do consider subscribing wherever you're listening to this right now or a follow or whatever, because then each and every week you'll get a little a little notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Until next week, guys, we'll see you on the Rab Show social media, as always, on our Twitter account, our Facebook, and all that nonsense, and, of course, our YouTube channel. And don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of our special offers with all of our associate mates in the Piper's Dojo and Rhythm Monster. Until next week, guys, we'll see you here on the Rab Show podcast. All the best. Well... That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out the Rab Show podcast, and we'll see you all next week. All the best. <laughs>